Welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's episode, it's the end of the month. So you know what that means? It's stories of high strangeness. But we also want to let you guys know that this will be the last episode. Don't worry. It's just of the year. (laughs) So after this, we'll probably be on hiatus or we'll just, you know, be gone for a little bit for about a I'd say like about a month. Yeah, just through December should. Yeah, because um, like so, as you guys know, Michelle sells stuff, sells candles, and uh, that's when stuff's about to start ramping up. And then she travels down here for Christmas, and then I travel to Mexico for a little bit, and then it's also my wife's birthday, so we're gonna be going out of town. So it's just a little bit easier if we, you know, take a little break for this month. If if you're new, it gives you a lot of time to catch up on the old episodes. And if uh, you're already caught up, it gives you a chance to go back and listen to your favorites. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just want to let you guys know that we will. I, I know we missed last week, but we will be gone for about a month or so. Um, but we'll try and keep you posted on Facebook and Instagram to let you know when we'll be coming back. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess enjoy this episode until until next month or the month until after. Until next year. Until next year. <laughs> yeah, until next year. We made that joke or she made that joke. Yes, yes. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be coming back with, with some super awesome interviews. We got to figure out what the first deep dive of, deep dive of the year is going to be. So if anyone mm-hmm. wants to make a suggestion, that would be cool too. Yeah, um, I, I got a couple couple uh, interviews lined up already. So, oh great! Yeah, so hopefully. yeah, and when when we go on hiatus, too, guys, like we are still like recording, but it's more sporadically and not we're not editing and putting out episodes. Like that's the part that is sometimes the most time consuming. Not sometimes it is, uh, but yeah. So we'll we'll still be making content and doing some interviews. For sure. All right, guys. All right. Well, then, I guess, um, do you want to jump start or do you want me to start? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and and start with mine. And I kind of wanted to mix it up. So there's going to be a little bit of ghosts, a little bit of aliens. Well, you know what? Before you start, I guess, let me, uh, you know, over Thanksgiving, uh, we were there at dad's house. It was, it was on, uh, it was an impromptu, uh, kind of get together. We did. Yeah. Cause I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't realize that my dad, my dad was on call, but he figured, well, nobody's, I don't think anybody's going to call me, you know, on Thanksgiving, like during the day. So we had dinner, like, well, we ate a lot earlier. We usually eat in the evening and this time we ate like a three or something three thirty. Uh, uh-huh. yeah so um everything like the food was ready to go and everything and then we it was actually we we had finished watching uh well i mean we had finished eating we were watching the game and i think ruth said that um fluffy kind of came out of oh, yeah. grandma's where grandma used to stay with her mm-hmm. tail like tucked between her legs and stuff um and she was like what's the matter is it grandma this and that and and that fluffy kind of like turned around and just was like looking in in the direction of i guess where the urn because dad had put the mm-hmm. urn on the table mm-hmm. so i guess looking towards the urn where grandma's ashes are 
And uh, then she kind of just like went into the the room. It was just like, all right, I'm out. I was gonna say, it's like Grandma scolded her, and she's like, oh shit, okay, like I'll leave, and then yeah, I'm yeah. back. Well, I mean, Dad has asked me to go into the house and do like a cleansing because I guess he feels like there's something there because of experiences mm-hmm. that have been had in the house. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Like y- yesterday, I kind of went in to the house and everything was like all the lights were kind of off, and I was just kind of like. I don't know. Got some <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Well, nobody, like literally yeah. nobody was in the house. Like not even fluffy or anything. But it still felt like someone was there. Yeah. Felt off. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, can double team it during Christmas too. You can do that for sure. All right. Now I'll let you start. Sorry. <laughs> All righty. Well, this first one is a, is a ghost story and it's by Norse Pagan 07 and it's called I Met an Evil Ghost. And so it starts with, uh, English is not my first language, so sorry for the mistakes. So to give some background information, I'm spiritual. If you don't know what that is, spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than the sensory experience. Uh, I believe in souls, spirit guides, reincarnation, etc. My friend is a medium and can connect with spirits and guides and ghosts and souls. My friend and I were hanging out at her place. We had the house to ourselves and decided to do a session. See, I need friends like that. She's like, you know, okay, let's just have a session. Let's do a seance right now. <laughs> she, she, I'm like trying to manifest that friend right now. Okay. Uh, she was doing a session on me and I asked normal questions like, what's my future like? And so on. Until I asked a question about one of my friends. This friend of mine has some trouble and has been battling depression, anxiety, and some other things. I asked if we could try and connect with her spirit guides and ask what was happening to her. We tried that. Bad idea. And it's a bad idea for more than one reason. Like, one, they don't have the friend's permission. And two, like, they're they're being snoopy and it's not how you do that. The friend shouldn't have even said, like, yeah, here, let me try and connect. Anyway. my friend who was doing the session had her eyes closed and was holding my hand. Her face started to twitch in an uncomfy way, but I didn't want to disturb her, so I said nothing. Suddenly, the room we were in had this weird vibe, an unwelcoming vibe, just an unpleasant vibe. She suddenly stood up from the couch where we were sitting on. She grabbed some incense lights and started saying, you're not welcome here and get out of my house. I've never experienced anything like this, and I was new to all of this at the time. Suddenly, this terrible feeling came rushing to me. I don't know how to describe it. I think anyone that met a ghost or soul knows what I'm talking about. The best way I can put it is trapped. I felt trapped. No matter where I went in a room, I felt trapped and small, like I was someone's prey, like I was being watched. Thankfully, my friend got the ghost or soul out of the house, and we sat down to talk about what just happened. My friend told me that this is what's called a clinging spirit. It's a spirit that feeds on negativity and sadness, or in my friend's case, her depression and anxiety. My friend told me what she saw afterwards. To understand, you need to understand the floor plan. So right as you enter the house, there's a staircase that goes upstairs, and on the right is the kitchen, and on the left is the living room. We were in there. Neither of these rooms has doors. It's just the wall with a hole in it. I'm like trying to picture that in my head. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
The living room couch is in the opposite end of the entryway, so you have a full view from there. My friend said that in the doorway, she saw this tall and skinny black goo. It had no face, and it had the shape of a woman's body. The moment it appeared in the doorway, it started screaming at my friend, like a very loud, painful screaming, a horror movie scream. The moment she opened her eyes, the ghost wasn't there, but the feeling and the presence was. That's also what I felt. After all this happened, we called my friend's mom and sister and we slept in the guest room as we were too afraid to go upstairs to my family's or to my friend's bedroom. We were 15 when this happened. I just wanted to share this. I'm new to Reddit, blah, blah, blah. That's what you get for keeping your eyes open. What did you get for trying to snoop and figure out what's going on with a friend and you didn't even ask their permission. So don't do that. Ever. Alrighty. Let's see what I got here. Um, Oh yeah. This one was kind of crazy. And somebody made a comment that was very uh, something that I kind of uh, felt, but when we get to it, I'll let you like, you know, anyway, so this is from, uh, (laughs) this is also from Reddit. uh, And it's from, r slash ghost stories and the user is mystic moon five 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 one nine nine six it's a movie telephone number oh i'm assuming because that's usually movie numbers back in the day used to be five 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 the time i saw my dad talking to a ghost or entity this happened when i was about 15 in a little town called saint helens just outside of portland oregon At the time, our family was really going through some tough obstacles. My dad had been acting very strange, talking to himself, and not acting as he normally did for a couple of days. His personality would change quite often. At the time, he was not diagnosed with schizophrenia. We were trying to get him help. Leading up to that night, I had seen things conversing with my dad. I had also experienced very strange dreams, and I felt like I had been sat on by someone very heavy. I looked and no one was there. Se le subió el muerto. Mm. My brother had seen something he called the garbage man on numerous occasions. He said it looked like a bag was over his head and was being sucked into his mouth and, and eye Ugh. sockets. It leaned Don't over like that. him. Yeah, I know. It leaned over him and appeared to be very tall. This thing visited him a few times. It was about 2 a.m. and I heard and I heard my dad talking to someone or himself. At this point, I had a routine of going and talking to him, talking with him to calm him. My bedroom had been right next to the kitchen and bathroom because it was a small house. I walked into the kitchen, which had been lightly lit by the outside lights. First thing I see is a very tall shadow figure in the doorway of the bathroom. And my dad standing toe to toe with his massive thing. He's mumbling something. Then he says loudly, leave me alone. I'm terrified, so I ran back into my bedroom. My dad's mental state took a turn. It was a struggle for my family to get him help. Eventually, things escalated, and my dad was considered a danger to himself and others, and was able to get the help he deserved. They did not find drugs in his system or and eventually diagnosed him with schizophrenia. I don't know why we saw this thing or what it was. I think it was preying on my dad's weakness. Can people with this with this mental illness see past the curtains since this day since this day that question runs through my head a lot 
And then somebody commented, very sorry for what you, your brother and father had to endure. It must, it may have been the ghost of someone who died of suffocation with a plastic bag over their head from the description your brother gave. This also makes people wonder whether some cases of schizophrenia are actually healthy minded people seeing ghosts, but that's a dangerous line of thought. And I, I prefer erring on the side of medicine rather than on the side of superstition. So that's a, that's one of those things where like, um, I mean, of course I believe in, you know, spiritual, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, well, well, I believe in science and medicine, but I also believe in like the supernatural and stuff like that, you know, but sometimes when it comes to that, that kind of stuff, it's hard to, I mean, if somebody's talking to, you know, when it becomes, when it comes to this point where they're a danger to themselves and to others, I think at that point you got to kind of just be like, you know what, dude, like maybe you are talking to spirits, maybe you are talking to ghosts, but at this point we got to do something to help you and who, you know, whoever's around you, because you could do some harm, you know, hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, you know, um, Also, schizophrenia, I think people, a lot of people misunderstand. Um, schizophrenia isn't like like having multiple personalities. Yeah, like it's more like this kind of thing, like where... See things that aren't there. Yeah. So they have delusions uh, or false beliefs that aren't based in reality, hallucinations. They usually involve seeing or hearing things that don't exist, disorganized thinking, speech. So uh, disorganized thinking is uh, inferred from disorganized speech or extremely disorganized or abnormal motor behavior, negative symptoms. Uh, So this, what he's experiencing is more lined up with schizophrenia than so a lot of people would think if you ever saw the movie um, with um, McAvoy, James yeah, McAvoy, James McAvoy, yes, uh, James McAvoy, what he's going through in that movie is not schizophrenia. That's mm-hmm. mul- it's um, I forgot the name of that disorder, but that's something that's something different that people usually associate schizophrenia with that, where you have multiple personality multiple personality disorder. I think yeah. it's, uh, is the <clears throat> I don't know if that's the the medical term for it, but. Yeah, so schizophrenia is more this, where you see things, you hear things. Have you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? That's like what mm. true schizophrenia is. I don't think I have. Probably it's um, with uh, Crow, Russell Crowe. Mm. He's like this really. He's like a a mathematician, and he like sees a little girl. He sees he sees a uh, the other actor that plays Jarvis, or. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Damn it. It's another one that I like. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. There you go. Paul his name. Yeah. yeah. Vision. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, it's a, uh, I haven't seen the, the movie like completely. I've seen pieces of it, but I have heard it's a really good movie. And that's a good, uh, a fairly decent representation of what schizophrenia is. So hmm. again, the fact that he was diagnosed, yes, that could have contributed to what he was seeing. But the thing is, too, the whole family was seeing things. You know, it wasn't just him. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that causes schizophrenia. But, you know, uh, it could have just been something that either helped him see more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not really sure. But he did need help. And I guess he eventually got it. So that's that's a good thing. And again, if, if it comes to like medicine and superstition, like 
you know, sometimes you just got like, if they're not hurting anybody, then, you know, kind of who cares? You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. if it's something that's getting to this point, like, I I don't know if like an exorcism would have done anything. It's just kind of like, we should try this. Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. uh Go ahead. No, I was going to say, or maybe if the meds didn't help, then, you know, you can try some, you know, other stuff. It's not. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I feel like a lot of people that go holistic route, it's like they've already done the whole medicine and medical route, and they're like, at this point, like, what do I have to lose? And then they try a holistic route, and sometimes it ends up working out. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's so. not always the case. People don't always do that. So I would always encourage you to go to your doctor and try and get it figured out. Then, if you can't get it, like, if and then you want to try the holistic, you know, side of it then by all means, do whatever you feel you need to do to try and get better. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. I was like, no, no, no. it's when I know. people have, okay. I was like, was I no. not? <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that not everybody does that. Like, like some people are just like completely like fuck medicine and I'm just going completely holistic. Oh, you know what they I mean? just skip that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. I was like, no, yeah, I said yeah. that. <laughs> but okay, yes, yeah, some people will just go, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. we're clear. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, no, I know what you were saying. I got okay. you. Well, it's because it was like the opposite. I was like, no, but I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. No, no, I, I was just trying to say that, that like what you said is absolutely 100% correct. Please go medical route first and then do holistic if that's what you feel. But don't skip that medical part because, you know, Yes, I'm not saying all doctors are good. Like there are some bad doctors out there. Also get a second opinion if you feel like yeah. you're not. Or third or fourth. You know, or fourth. Yeah. As many as you feel that you need. And then if you've exhausted all your, you know, you know, possible options, options then if you feel holistic is the way to go, then by all means, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, like Michelle said, that has helped people get over whatever it is that they have. So sometimes natural medicine is the best medicine. Yep. All right, so this next one is by Serenity Shear, and this one's an alien encounter. Just wanted to nice change it up a little bit. Yeah, one of so, those interviews that I'm trying to line up is uh, some alien stories. So I can't wait. <laughs> would be awesome. You just start the year with aliens. Oh, we could. We, we could. Could. <laughs> we literally could. We could. I just learned about. Uh, um, I guess like an alien crash landing that some people don't know or a lot of people don't know about. Or, st- mm. But so, well, I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so this one is called, I hope I fell asleep at the wheel and dreamed this. I hope, which is like such an odd <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> it's like, I kind of hope I fell asleep on the road, but also that's dangerous and not safe. So yeah. I hope I was abducted, but also not. <laughs> All right. Um. So it says, This happened a few months ago. I work as a nurse and started a new job 45 minutes away at a nursing home that pays well and has a shift I want. The shift I normally work is weekend double double evenings and overnights and a 16-hour shift a day. That's insane. Isn't that basically what you do, though? Uh, It was actually it was almost exactly what I was doing, except I was doing it during the week. Yeah, Yeah, I I read the beginning of it. I was like, Eric? I was doing Monday through th- Monday through Wednesday, fourteen hour shifts overnight. Oh, uh, it started crazy. at five and ended at six in the morning. So, or it's crazy seven in the morning. Yeah. Ugh. 
So I did more hours, lady. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, so she says she worked 16 shifts, 16 hour shift a day, and but they needed me to work morning oh. and evening. And I drove further. Yeah. Mine was 55 minutes away. Oh my God. Okay. Well, it's not a competition. Were you abducted <laughs> just, by an alien? No. Then she went up to you. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, let's try again. But they needed me to work morning and evening this this particular weekend. I agreed, switching my sleep schedule. That's got to suck. Mm-hmm. The night shift nurse who came to relieve me was late Sunday night. It was behind on charting anyway, so I didn't get upset. I was giving report and heard a yelling resident on the floor. He was with it and said he fell, and he was wearing warm socks that are non-slip. And they sent him to the ER due to his hip. Uh. More charting. <laughs> yeah. More charting state reportable. Morning chart state reportable if broken. Yeah. Uh, that- more charting. Like she had to do more charting. And then if his hip was broken, the facility has to report that incident to state. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, you cleared that sentence come- up because that yeah. was like. To have them come to- investigate. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So get out of work at like one or two, close to a twenty-hour shift after the seventeen-hour shift the, the shift the day before, and I was dead on my feet, but I felt well enough to drive. My car was very tiny. I can't sleep in it, and my friend wouldn't answer the phone. Uh, the way the way I go home has lots of twists and turns. I travel by the lake and love the water, so it helps me stay awake. I realize around here that I'm not wearing my my glasses but I'm too lazy to turn around to get them. I only wear them to work and drive, but take them off to chart. I forget them a lot. I go past a small town, twist and turns in the woods, and listen to a book to keep awake. About halfway home, uh, at the next turn, there is a bright light, like a spotlight, coming through the woods. I continue on a little bit further, still, the wo- still in the wooded area, and towards where the bright light is coming from bend in the road once more and on the other side of the road where the night before i saw a hit deer was what looked like a very thin man skin tight black clothes kneeling over the deer that is still there uh, his back towards me i thought he looked weird but my glasses were gone and my eyes were starting to blur a little the spotlight was coming from the woods pointing towards the man i remember thinking about the light and thinking about how they got in their vehicle through the woods but again I was dead. I tried to pause. I tried to pause my book and my car is slowed down nearly to a stop. The man starts to move from the deer. I roll down my window and ask, is everything okay? Need any help? Not really looking at him. I thought that maybe it was a different deer that he had hit. I'm about 20, 15 to 20 or so feet in front of them and my car is stopped at this point. I'm still trying to get my book to stop. So uh, my touchscreen radio isn't working well. So I pick up my phone and stop the book. I really, I really looked towards the man, and after looking away from my phone, finally getting my book to stop. Oh, hold on! This is like word soup. I hate it. You know, you know what it is though. The reason why she it's like that is because she's writing like she writes um, nurses' notes. When oh, we is write, it? Ner- yeah, when we write nurses' notes, we don't use a lot of punctuation. I use commas, um, but we usually don't use a lot of punctuation. You usually just write and like maybe try and like break up a sentence with a comma or something, but you it's not like you're writing an essay where you have to put like commas punctuate like 
periods and yeah. all that bullshit. So she's probably writing like she would write a nurse's note. That's why that's... it's probably like that. Okay, that's, that's so what I was thinking I'm gonna... this entire time. Okay, I'm going to leave that in there, though, because that's good insight then. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, no punctuation. There are commas, but I feel like in places where there should be, like, periods or <laughs> yeah. something. And that's, so that's what she's doing. She's writing okay. this like she would write a nurse's note. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. Uh, I really looked towards the man after looking away from my phone, finally getting my book to stop, and realized that he is really not human. I freeze. He has stood up and faced me. The head is huge, like they describe aliens to to be with huge eyes, except it is tall, not a tiny thing like they show on, on TV. It starts to walk towards my car. I can't breathe. I can't move. I just felt frozen, and I couldn't even think. I heard a voice, not mine, that sounded like it was just in my head say, sleep. <laughs> it says, I, I blink. It is gone along with the deer. I look at my clock and it's almost 4 a.m. My car is parked now and I'm pulled over with no memory of doing so. My window is still down and I look at my phone, which is still in my hand. Open it and the book is still stopped in the same place. I try to call my sister, but she won't answer, so I call my job. They answer and ask about my glasses and the resident. I eventually tell her I fell asleep and wanted to talk to someone so it doesn't happen again and everyone is asleep. She stayed on the phone till I got home. I don't think I fell asleep, but I pretend I did so I don't go insane. I haven't told anyone this, and it scares me just thinking about it. If I did fall asleep, I could have hurt someone. If I didn't, then dot, dot, dot. You were hmm. abducted. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It did, ah, dude, I feel, have we told this story before? It doesn't sound familiar to you? No. No, because I was, but it's weird because the same thing happened to me too, where I was reading a story and I didn't choose it because I was like, it sounded, it sounded different to me because I felt like there was different details in it, but it sounded similar to another story, but I, it could just be that though, because I mean, I have also been having a lot of deja vu. Like, uh, I was at my, when I was working this past week. Uh, I was sitting there doing my notes while my patient was on his tablet or something. And I, dude, I just like, I literally like, you know how sometimes you have deja vu for like maybe five seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of lasts. Or, yeah. you know, what the next thing that is about to happen and then it happens. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, this one, for whatever reason, like lasted 30 seconds. Like I just felt mm -hmm. like I was just sitting there and like everything was playing out exactly like how I, <clears throat> excuse me, exactly how I remember it. I was like, wow, that was really weird. And then, um, and then like, I was like, then this happens. Like I get a call from like the doctor's office, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But in the, in the date, like when I remember it, it happened almost immediately. And this time I didn't get a call again from the doctor's office until like, like two hours later. Hmm. I was like, I was weird, but then it did, and then it's just clicking right now because I remember like thinking, oh, and then I get called from the doctor that I need to change this and that or whatever. Yeah. And then when it happened, when the actually the doctor's office the doctor's office called back, I didn't it didn't even click in my head until right now when I'm when like I'm thinking back on it. And then over th for Thanksgiving when we were sitting like standing there like uh, 
there uh, i think ruth was carving the turkey no dad was, was pulling ruth pulled the turkey out dad was carving it and i remember like that whole like scenario like, scene played out yeah but that one was a lot shorter but it was mm-hmm. in within the same week it was just really weird hmm. i mean i don't know i i don't think that we have told the story it could be mm-hmm. totally wrong or maybe that's just kind of a common occurrence of people yeah like did i fall asleep at the wheel and then yeah. i think that's know, what it, it like... is because again the one the person that i'm trying to get for an interview it's not the same as this but it also has to do with a vehicle and and stuff like that so hmm. it could be yeah but uh yeah i don't know that's crazy i it is very difficult. And then especially, especially like, if, okay, so a thing that I've always noticed, and I've spoken with other night nurses, the, like the time where it's very difficult for you to get this, or like when you start to like really doze off, is like around three or four in the morning. Ugh. Yeah. So I hope she didn't have to go back for the, like, I hope that was like her second day and not her first day. Did she, I, I don't, did I miss it? And did she say? Um... I don't. I already switched the story. Oh. Um, well, anyway, the the only reason I was bringing that up is because I was gonna be like, "Damn, dude, that sucks." Because then it was like four a.m., so I mean, she was gonna have to go back to work at six. Because usually those those shifts are like uh, six to two, back to back. Yeah, six to two, and then two to ten, and then ten to ten to six is how they usually are in the nursing home. At least when I work there, I don't know if they do. Well, that that sounded like two. She said two two shifts, sixteen hours. So. Um, yeah. and that's usually like the limit that they allow you to work at least, um, again, you start to lose your sanity. Yeah. They'll only, only allow you to go at, at like to 16 hours, like past that. They, they can legally get in trouble, like with state and stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, but it's like at that three, four o'clock in the morning when that sleep just really starts to hit you and it's hard to stay awake. So I can only imagine having to like, or to be driving around that time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Cause I mean, I've been driving back in the morning, like when the sun's in your face and everything and you're still mm-hmm. like that it, it's a long drive and you're just, you're, you're on the highway or you're on the expressway and stuff like that. And you know, it's just a monotonous drive and you just start to doze. That's why sometimes Ugh. I have to like blare music or get like be getting information like into my head so that I don't, you know, doze. And I can just kind of mm-hmm. like glance over it at, at it every once in a while, like or take like have another coffee, which always sucked because when I got home, like I well, it's not that I was wired, but like it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as easy to fall asleep, you know, because sometimes with just regular water drinking water wouldn't work so i feel yeah. pain i don't i don't think i've ever been abducted thankfully but uh i've also never had to drive home like in the middle of the night so and there was always a shit ton of cars around me so that's good and bad i guess <laughs> <laughs> well i don't have to do that anymore yes true true that's good i'm glad all righty. So this next one is. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going. Yeah. It's uh, from r slash ghost stories also. Uh, and the user is jtrizzo99. And this one is called Ghost Named Ruth. <laughs> from 
2010 to 2011, my family lived briefly in an early 1900s house in Ashland, Kentucky. The house was three floors with the third floor being converted, being a converted attic. My older sister's bedroom was essentially the whole third floor, while my younger brother and I shared a room on the second floor next to my parents. For my, for my siblings and me, there was a definite culture shift in moving to Ashland from Nashville, Tennessee. We went from a more suburban area, a somewhat more remote er- to a more, uh, sorry, to a somewhat more remote area of northern Kentucky. We were further in Appalachia, and the people were definitely different. We noticed it first in the behaviors of our next door neighbors. The house on our left belonged to an older hoarder named Joan. The woman was rarely seen, but monstrous when she would confront my family and me. She didn't drive, but there was an old gray sedan filled to the brim with the newspapers and trash that sat in her driveway for as long as we could, as long as we lived there. Her backyard was littered with ancient-looking antiques, statues, and furniture. After once finding my brother and I snooping around her yard, laughing at all the junk she collected, she made a statement along the lines of, "Ruth should straighten you out," and motioned back towards our house. <clears throat> We never thought much of it until our next door neighbor mentioned that a previous owner of the house was a long friend, longtime friend of hers named Ruth. Ruth had died in the house years before. Hearing that was more than enough to creep the hell out of my brother and me. Inside our house, it was my sister that first started having strange experiences. She was around 17 at the time, yet almost like a young child. She could hardly stay in the house by herself. She said that her bedroom scared her and that she felt like something was in her closet the third floor had three closets and the biggest one had two sliding doors my sister mentioned that many times she would think the door was closed look away and find and then find it open without any explanation at night there were a few times when she came downstairs knocking on my parents door asking them to keep it down only to notice that the noise wasn't coming from anyone in the house it was muffled, yeah, it was muffled speaking that only my sister could hear in her room. After a few months, my sister became so uncomfortable on the third floor that she moved into our second floor guest room. My brother and I quickly begged to take the third floor room because it would it meant more space. We didn't really know at the time how scared my sister was of the third floor. Right away, I was definitely able to feel attention in the room. I would often feel like I was buzzing on high alert for no reason. One way to describe the feeling would be that it was similar to how you'd feel moments after someone almost hit you with their car. Even after the moment is over, you can feel your heart race, your mind buzz, and your your senses mm-hmm. heighten. Almost daily, I would feel the tension in the room and start to get this overwhelming feeling. The sliding door closet was, for whatever reason, the center of a lot of the incidents I witnessed. Multiple times, I watched the door slide open with no one pulling or pushing it. The floor was level, and we tested the AC to see if an air vent was causing the sliding door to blow open, and we couldn't find a connection. One night, my brother had his friend over, and they were playing with Legos in the room in front of the closet. I watched watched as the doors slammed open just because, I'm sorry, just behind them. The three of us sprinted downstairs screaming, and though my mom was able to console us, she told told me years later now that she was terrified. She she fully started believing that something was in the house once she had the closet slam open in front of her. Mm. 
She then felt a cold rush around her shoulders and back and panicked and left the house. About a month after that, she moved my brother and I back into our sec into our second floor bedroom, and we only used the third floor as a guest room. That's a that's a that's fucked up. <laughs> that's messed up, dude. Um, though it's been over. I mean, hopefully they didn't experience anything uh, while they were staying there in that short of you know, you know for the short visit or whatever it is that they were. But that's messed up. I'm just gonna put you in the haunted room. Yeah. Though it's been over 10 years, I still remember being petrified of being in that room alone, even during the day. It was a very stressful point in my life, in my childhood, and I feel like I still attach a lot of negativity and bad memories to that time. I've never had another paranormal experience outside of this, but my experience in Ashland, uh, my experiences in Ashland were so strong that it is tough for me to be a skeptic. Something is truly in that house, and I, it could very well be a ghost named Ruth. I and then somebody said and that is pretty much how non-believers become believers people act like it's crazy when they hear others talk about their experiences until they themselves have an experience I was a skeptic until I seen things myself it's scary but at the same time mind-boggling when you realize shit is out there yep yeah and then sometimes they'll have experiences and they're just like well I can't explain it but it wasn't a ghost yeah it's like mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just thought that that was that's messed up that they're putting their guests up on that third floor. Well, I, yeah. I mean, why? Well, I guess what's the alternative? You staying up there? I guess right. But yeah, I love a good haunted house story. I feel like putting your guest up in the uh, haunted spare bedroom or bedroom is equivalent to. Letting someone buy a house and not telling them that it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same vibe. Yeah. Same situation. Oh, and I remember. I was going to say that it reminds me of that Geico commercial where they, like, the guy just <laughs> buys a house and they go up into the attic and they turn on the lights and they see all the creepy mannequins, like, posed and yeah. stuff. And he's yeah. like, well, enjoy your house. And he, like, yeah. walks away and he's like, nope. <laughs> no. I love that commercial. It never, like, I, I, I laugh every single time I see it. It's perfect it's hilarious speaking of commercials though did um on thanksgiving did you see the commercial with a guy like prepping Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't don't think i i don't think i got it though because at the end i don't i was kind of paying attention but i kind of wasn't and i thought for some reason i thought that the lady was the one screwing everything up because you know how like uh, something burned or something like that right yeah he was like struggling to make whatever he was making I thought, like, because I was looking at my phone, because I was showing dad something. So I was, like, kind of looking at it and kind of not. So I just saw the old lady behind them, but I never, like, saw her, like, disappear or anything. So, so like, in my head, I was like, man, this lady's just trying to fuck up his cooking. (laughs) And then when I heard you talk to it about, talk to dad about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I completely (laughs) missed that one. Yeah, no, I I had well, and yeah, because I like I had said on the phone I want to try and make them on this, and I was like I'm gonna try and summon Grandma and see if like she could help me because I've like we've done it together, but she always just preps everything and then we assemble mm-hmm. them. But I need to do it start to finish kind of thing, and so I start like the commercial starts playing and Carlos is sitting next to me, and I see like this old lady just standing behind him. I was like, oh no, and it keeps going and she's like behind him like another scene. I was like. 
don't tell me this is and then sure enough at the very end like he's serving whatever he'd been working on and like the way the camera moves like she disappears like she's not actually mm-hmm. there it's like no and my heart just like shattered sorry so tell me my heart just like shattered and I like looked over at Carlos with like a pout in my eyes like all welled up and he just like laughed at me and I was like ugh. <laughs> like, it's, yeah but it was I mean it was it was a great commercial but it was like no that's literally what I like envisioned and they made it into a commercial and now I'm sad it was, it was awful yeah it was awful but, but it be, was nice right uh, yeah like it was like a beetle like you know I don't like when people make me cry so it's like yeah. Fuck you for making me cry, but like it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. If you guys would like to get in contact with us or share your stories, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media. As so, make sure to go like, follow, and share on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, no, sorry, Instagram, not Twitter. Uh, we do have a Twitter, but with the state of things, eh, I don't know. Follow at your go. own. Yeah, follow at your own will. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts such as Spotify and Apple. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which gives us, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us and leave a review as well. And we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the Contact Us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our Stories of High Strangeness, and if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate those for you. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us, because we believe... Do you...